this is Deacon Mary, and I am today hosting the All Souls podcast that we've been featuring this winter and spring, where we've been talking with folks about hope. Today, we have with us Elizabeth Roberts. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Mary. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself that people might not know? Okay. I'd like to tell you about myself kind of in terms of snow, where I've been in terms of snow, because that is the topic that came to mind when you uh, asked us to tell you how, you know, what has given us hope. So I have a picture of myself when I was four years old, standing, playing in the snow in the Netherlands where I was born with my pint-sized little wooden shoes on. Oh, and so, then, so cute. Yeah. And then when I was five, my family, many siblings, my parents and I immigrated to Canada. And there we were definitely in the winter in snow country, but not that far north because we were basically on the highway between Detroit and Buffalo. So that's not very far north. I grew up there and then at age 26, I married Bob Roberts who was teaching in Kentucky. So I went from snow areas, had to leave my cross country skis behind. And uh, we spent the first seven years of our marriage there. And then Bob got a call from a position offered to him by Wheaton College. So that's when we came to this area in 1984. And uh, I was back into snow country. I embraced the- yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I enjoyed sledding with the kids and uh, going skating at Northside Park, cross country skiing. And then in 2001, uh, Baylor University came calling for Bob. And so then we moved to Texas and we stayed there until 2015. So again, the cross country skis got left behind and given away. Wow. Uh, and so when did you come, you came back then in 2015? 15. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right. did you rush out and get yourself a pair of cross country skis? No, I didn't. And I really haven't skied since then. And it's just cause I have some, neuro- some neurological problems with my balance so but I still you know love the snow so uh, when we got back we were uh, looking for an Anglican church and uh, we went to some of the churches that our children attended but we really were drawn to all souls partially because we knew Martin and Carolyn well we'd been in a small group with them before we left in 2001 and we just are drawn to high church Anglican, married to a you know, robust evangelical gospel message, plus the organ music in the choir. Oh. So you had attended um, St. Mark's in Glen Ellen, then it sounds like for the time that you were here before. That's and right. And so you also so we, were rejoining some of your friends here too from St. Mark's. We knew quite a few people, quite a few of the wonderful founding members of All Souls, definitely. Well, we were certainly glad to see you come back and be and choose to be a part of our uh, little church here. So um, what has given you hope? What has been 
how did 220, 2020 go with you and what helped you get through 2020 and beyond? <laughs> right. That's our big question. Well, I found that the podcasts I've listened to uh, were uh, people were talking about things that have also given me hope, like you reading books, Joy talking about the birds, which I especially notice in, when we're in Michigan. Laura talking about play, uh, Joel talking about the stars. Now I don't look at the stars too much, but I did see a few meteor showers last summer, which were wonderful. Uh, you know, walks in nature as well. Morning prayer, just a lot of things. We have a new grandbaby uh, here, yes. which is wonderful. Um, Bob and I have been reading poetry, the outdoor church. It's just those things have all helped. And, and it's kind of, and I don't think it's as much they give me hope as they console me. There's a sense mm. that they, yes. you know, they remind me of the creator. They remind me of how there are good things in life. Because I think of hope as something like you're really welcoming the future. You really have a vision for the future. And I think in the pandemic, that's been a little hard and we've worked hard yes. at you know, getting it. But so, so I'm thinking that I'm kind of talking about, you know, what has consoled me and uh, okay. kept me going. Yeah, that is interesting you make that distinction because I think it is an important one. So yeah. what has consoled you then? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, I want to talk about snow, but before I do that, I'd like to talk about, you know, kind of how things went for me at the beginning of 2020, and then I can sort of work that okay. in. Um, yeah. yeah. So the first, the first trial for me in 2020 was becoming sick. I was in the hospital for a few days with respiratory illness not COVID, but there it was. And then I was barely getting better from it. it. took me four weeks. And then Mark Tater called me and told me that there was a problem, that there were complaints about um, our priest's behavior. And so um, then, you know, the world came crashing in, as it were, our church world. And I found myself in the position of senior warden. And uh, it was tough. Um, and so right away, I did get myself a spiritual director. I just knew I couldn't do this without having somebody to talk to outside of the church. And so she has been very helpful to me. And she, you know, cared about our church. She cared about me and spending time where she would pray for me was um, a wonderful thing. And that definitely did give me hope. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that you did that. Yeah, yeah. And then in March, COVID hit. And, uh, you know, I can just remember all the dates of it. You know, uh, <laughs> I wrote them down. But, you know, March 12th, we had a vestry meeting. And I came into the meeting and everybody was kind of close together. And I said, shouldn't we sit be sitting farther apart? And that was the first night we ever, you know, had to distance. And then Friday, I ducked into the library and into the grocery store and uh, thought this is the last time I'm doing this for a while. And I went home and um, then church was canceled by Sunday. So it all happened very fast, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, 
Um, yep, I think we all remember that week. Yeah, <laughs> very clearly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it did bring me, you know, up short with my mortality once again. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, that happens. But that certainly was a uh, an important um, sort of place for that. Uh, and our children were very concerned about us. I mean, and you realize, you know, we're in the most vulnerable um, age group for dying. But uh, I was, I did, I did receive some grace to kind of feel like, you know, it could happen that I get in the hospital. It could happen that I would be dying alone. But I just got the sense like I could do that. Even though everything about what I stand for is people taking care of each other, especially in that wow. time. Yeah. I just felt like, you know what, if it happens, I can do it. God will be with me. And that was a real, um, real help. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we were all faced with questions like that. Um, so when yeah. you want to talk about snow, so when did snow come into the picture? Hmm. Not last March, probably. (laughs) No, no. no. So it was a really, you know, it was a difficult year um, Mm -hmm. with the church, with the vestry work, trying to keep everybody on the same page as much as possible, knowing that the only way our church could get through this was if we all kept in good communication with each other. So there were lots of meetings, lots of telephone calls, and Bob once said to me, you know, when is it going to let up? Will it let up next month? I said, I hope so. But every month it seemed to get worse, (laughs) as you know, for all of us. So, you know, but I'm just grateful for everybody who worked together. So, and that really lasted right until January 31st, which was the last day that I was senior warden and we had our annual meeting. And Actually, I had kind of predicted to Andrew that we might have snow that day, kind of as a joke in a joking way, but, and it did happen. We had snow and the snow started on January 31st and the meeting, the annual meeting finished a time when I feel like I got to do something, you know, to kind of, um, you know, recuperate sort of from the stress of the meeting. Uh And so I went outside and I shoveled some snow and then I made my, made a little snowman and I perched the snowman on the garden, concrete garden box in front of my front window, my front picture window. And so, you know, put a little scarf on him and uh, wow, there he was. And uh, I could really look at him because he was so close, right? He wasn't way out in the yard. And yeah. most, most snowmen will disappear in, uh, within a, a day or two. But this one lasted for three weeks. Now, I know yeah. some of you were wanting it not to last so long. And I know some of you might want to throw snowballs at me because uh, not me. you don't like not snow me. as much. I <laughs> love the snow. I am with yeah. you. I was so happy it didn't go away and we didn't get back the brown grass a week later. So I am with you on that one, Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah. And I know Bonnie Jensen posted on Facebook her snowman that she made. And she said, never too old to make a snowman. And I thought that was great. (laughs) 
So I might post a few snow pictures to the All Souls group oh, on Facebook. Great. Yeah, and I'll that'd show you my snowman. So anybody listening, you want to see it? Take I'd a love look. to see it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that snow was actually a really good snow for making a snowman, as I recall, because I went over to my daughter's house and made one with my grandchildren. So, and that one stayed up for a really long time too. So January 31st, (laughs) I had never associated that with the annual meeting, but that was kind of a big day really for our church too. And it was a big day for you because your responsibilities were ending. You were able to pass the baton as we say, very peaceful transition <laughs> to Christy. Yes, but thank you, Christy, that must for have been. Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must have been a huge sense of relief for you, though. It really was. So February was my hibernation month, as it were. It was okay. my time just to sit back, and I just threw out my to-do list for three weeks. I only had the for you. you know the most meager of ideas of what I had to do each day. And I just, I read novels, I, you know, did some Netflix series, I caught up with phone calls to my relatives, uh, I cooked and baked, um, it was just the idea of having time and not having to worry or, you know, lose sleep over things was just wonderful. Um, so how did the snow lift your spirits during that period? Uh, yeah. And that uh, Bob and I would go for walks um, on the glacial ridge of um, that's off the prairie path in Glen Ellen. It's a, mm-hmm. about a half mile walk, but you can walk up a high ridge right over way above the prairie path. And, oh, wow. it's, and it feels like you're in the woods. It's not very big. And, and you just loop around by the, go down by the train tracks and come back out. So it's just a loop, but it's kind of a neat thing because it was made by, left by the glaciers. So that's, that's always our thing to do when there's snow and we don't like to walk on the sidewalks to walk there. Um, and I spent some time playing with our grandchildren, you know, they'd come over and we'd be talking outside on the porch because they couldn't come in. And uh, then we, I'd find some cardboard boxes and we'd just be sledding down a little incline on the front lawn. And it was, that was just fun. But, you know, in terms of how snow lifts my spirits, um, one thing is it's like snow provides a new world. You know, our world is one way, colors, shapes, and then you get a snowfall and suddenly it's just new. And there's something pure about that whiteness of snow. And it's like the sidewalks disappear. If you don't have snow plows growing through, the street disappears. And it's just like, it's a a little bit like getting back to Eden, where I think we all kind of want to go and what our faith you know, instills in us, both going back to Eden and looking forward to the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. Um, That's a beautiful picture, actually. I'd never quite thought of it exactly like that, but the snow creating a new world. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then once we get our... 
once we get our snowblowers out and all that, we're just, you know, chiseling civilization back into <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> has to happen eventually, yeah. doesn't it? We have to right. return to civilization. I also love watching the snowflakes come down, just sit in front of the mm. window and watch them come down. There's something so peaceful about it. And in my native language, Dutch, there's actually a verb for that. It's called dwaddelen, which is, um, which you use also for leaves coming down off the trees, but it's these are just a slow coming down and kind of an uneven pattern kind of mm. wafted by the wind and maybe twirling around. So, um, and I've always liked that. And I remember when I was a young mom, my four-year-old daughter said to me, mom, it's snowing. You must be happy. Cause I told her <laughs> that when it snows, I'm happy. And I'm just uh -huh. fortunate. I want to say this. I'm fortunate that I haven't had to drive in snow much. I've been able to plan trips around mm -hmm. snow. So I know for a lot of people, snow is a hardship. And, you know, there may be sort of, it may be trigger something with respect to losses in life, you know, accidents and so that have been caused by snow. So I know it's also, um, you know, it's not all mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like the quiet of snow. And that's not just an illusion. I read about snow in a book just in the last couple of days. And, uh, the uh, the sound waves actually get absorbed by the sound. Wow! Wow! So, yeah. yeah! Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think of some of the poems that have been written about snow. You know, of course, the yeah. famous yeah. Robert Frost poem, I believe, I, yeah. about the snowy wood. Have you? Yeah. Um, been reading I, any poetry? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, some really nice person church gave me a book of poems <laughs> by Malcolm Geit. And so he does include the uh, walking in the woods on a snowy evening, I think, or maybe right. I read it in another yeah. book. Yeah. No, so I think he does. I think yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uniqueness of each snowflake is also something wonderful. I think each winter you at least have to one time go outside and let the snow come down on a, your sleeve. Yeah and look mm -hmm. and take your magnifying glass and look at them. They're so, they're each so different, which is just mm -hmm. a great reminder of how each of us is unique too. And yes. we're all beautiful like snowflakes, you know? Right. And, and I know we can irritate each other. I mean, that's, that's life too. But to think of the beauty in each of us, like the snowflakes. Yeah. yeah. You know, the picture that immediately comes to my mind is we had a church service, a hearty all souls people, where it was snowing. And yeah. I don't know what day that was, but that Sunday that was, but it was snowing in huge flakes and you could see them. You could actually, I, I think maybe they were landing on the concrete and it was wet, but you could actually see all the different patterns yeah. and it was just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was hard not to see the different patterns of snow. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And I, yeah. uh, in the book I read about snow, the snowflakes, um, I also read that the, um, you can kind of, you can predict if you know the, the saturation of the air, the super saturation of the air and the temperature of the air, you can predict what kind of flakes you're going to get. So they just develop in different ways based on that. So you can graph them. And there's a picture in that book of the, you know, a diagram. So that's just kind of, that's really interesting. It reminds me just about how wonderfully God has made the world and that those, there are those 
laws of creation and which right. things form according to the you know according to the system yeah. the patterns yeah. and yeah. i've also i've not even talked about the beauty and color yet you know the yeah. snow is so white but then when you get the contrast when you have a cardinal flying you know in the yeah. snow or in a tree uh when you see the daffodils in the snow in the movie Dr. Zhivago always sticks with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think of Joel Sheasley's beautiful paintings of the snow that he did around, you know, in Lincoln Marsh and on the Fox River. Um, the sparkles in the snow when the sun's shining on it. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, mm -hmm. that's just all wonderful. Yeah. And I'm playing yeah. in the snow. Oh, yeah. And that reminds me, you know, I'm a person who thinks if there's packing snow, why wouldn't you want to make a snowman? I kind of under can't understand why other adults yeah. don't want to make snowmen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an invitation to play. I think snow is. I, I want to go yeah. out and just lie down in the snow and make snow angels. That's Absolutely. what I want to do. Um, I, do do you do it? Oh, I do. I yeah, do. I do. I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's just it somehow connects me also with kind of your childhood too in a way. And I grew up in Iowa where we had lots of snow every single winter, lots oh, of it. Yeah. You know, snow in December and stay on the ground until March. So I'm sure you had that. Ex you know, growing up in Northern Iowa, you had that ex same experience growing up in Canada. So. I miss snow when we don't have snowy winters. <laughs> but I know here in my notes um, that you also uh, have done some Bible study about snow too. Yeah. So why don't we talk about yeah. that a little bit? Yeah, I sometimes think there's not much in the Bible about snow and the figures because it's not a snowy country there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's Palestine, like, does it, you know? really, does it ever snow? But it must because it's in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So in the modern period, you know, every three or four years, they'll have a good snowfall. Wow. And probably okay. last more than a day or so. But I expect that they still had snow up on the mountains and in the Golan right. Heights and so. Exactly. So they saw that. So I found 24 references to snow in the Bible and looked them up. So I'll just tell you what, how they kind of work out in groups. Mostly snow is used as a... Um, as a literary way of talking about how white something is. So white as snow, as in wash me white as snow, or God's face was as white as snow, or the angel's raiment when um, the women came to the tomb was white mm -hmm. as snow. So Interesting, yeah. Right, and then they've so got the idea of purity. Yeah, there's this wonderful um, line in Isaiah, do your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. So there's mm -hmm. their wonderful contrast. Yes. But the, it, for talking about color, it's also used to talk about leprosy. So a number of times they talk oh, about wow. how the person, the hand or the person was white as the, the leper was as white as snow. So that's a kind of an unhappy whiteness there's a little bit of talk about the season and, and the season of snow and the snow being a source of water from you know from the higher mountains i guess in job and in psalm 147 and 148 uh, 
snow is mentioned. It's just all part of creation, hail and snow, wind and, you know, all that. So, and then uh, snow is mentioned as a challenge in Proverbs 31. Um, the, that wonderful woman is not afraid of the snow for her household is clothed with scarlet. Interesting. Yeah. What an interesting contrast. Huh. <laughs> huh. Right. Yeah. That, so. Yeah. That, that's something that kind of, I think, oh, I want to go back and take a look at. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, do you ever wonder um, just if, if the Bible had been written somewhere where there was lots of snow, like, like Scandinavia, for instance, um, would there have been even more references and would they have maybe been uh, different? What do you think? But funny that you should ask that, yeah. Um, I was just playing with Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It might be, the Lord is my snowplow who makes my commute safe. <laughs> or... This is not particularly snow. The Lord is my GPS who leads me safely home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, wanna, I was thinking about Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Yes. And in that Psalm, um, it talks of, in verse five about um, the Lord is my shade at my right hand or the Lord is your shade mm -hmm. at your right hand. We were in Jordan in Amman some, you know, some years ago, and it was kind of interesting when you drive along the streets there, when somebody drives you, I would never drive in Jordan, That's, you have to be a really good driver to do that. Um, but every time there's a tree, and there aren't very many of them, there's mm -hmm. a person sitting under the tree. And so oh. it's as if, you know, it's hot, and so... Each tree wow. is really important. That shade is important. It's kind of think of Jonah and the need for the shade, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, for us, we don't feel like shade is that important. It's kind of right. something we sometimes get. So how would Psalm 121 read if it was from a snowy area? So this is what I did with it. And I hope you and everyone will feel okay about my taking these liberties. I will lift up my eyes to the snowy hills of Jerusalem. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip on the ice, and he who watches over you will not fall asleep. Behold, he who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you and provides you with warmth. The Lord is your shelter from the driving snow so that the cold shall not overwhelm you by day nor the blizzard by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. It is he who shall keep you safe. The Lord shall watch over your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that image of the Lord will protect you from the driving snow. Um, it is it, it snow is some is kind of like water in a sense. I mean, some people look at water and if they don't know how to swim, it's terrifying to them. Yeah. But people that do love to swim, like myself, um, I see 
a beautiful pond and I just want to dive right in. So I think that's, I just love the way you've, you're switching these images around because I think it's very much true of the danger of snow. Um, so I, I really love that. It's, um, it's really something that nature can either present to us our mortality or our immortality, if you really think about it, because we, we know that nature, even though it's so beautiful and snow is so beautiful, we know we could die in a snowstorm if we got turned around and didn't have shelter. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it just kind of reminds you of basically the, um, just the sovereignty of God um, and the world he's created should remind us also of his sovereignty. So um, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you, Elizabeth. I think I will probably keep that in my mind for a long time when I read that psalm, <laughs> your version of it. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's been really fun talking to you um, about snow and also just hearing a little bit more about your story um, in terms of what the last year was like for you. Um, is there anything you'd like to say about hope before we close here? One thing I'd still like to um, do is just talk a little bit about peace as well, because peace is very much related to hope, I think. Yes. Um, and I'm so blessed by the benediction um, May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, it's such a nice way to be sent out of church uh, mm -hmm. on Sundays. And, um, and for you know many years, I would hear that and I would go, oh, that yes, yes, God's going to give me peace. And then, you know, as things happen in life, the peace doesn't mm -hmm. quite stick with you as well no, as you'd like. <laughs> And yeah. then a few few years ago, I was just looking at that where it comes from in Philippians, and I just love the context of that um, blessing. And I'm going to read it from Philippians four, um, Philippians four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Hmm. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So linking those two has just been a real help for me because I realize it's not just listening to somebody say, peace be with you, you know, mm -hmm. our wonderful, wonderful priests. But it's also, you know, that once you work on rejoicing, on remembering that the Lord is near and bringing all those things to him. That's mm -hmm. when the, you know, the peace will, uh, God will provide you with peace. And uh, mm -hmm. that has been a, a real help for me. I, I love that. Thank you. I really do. I, I do think that's beautiful. Um, peace is a large part of what hope is about. And we do receive peace when we live lives of thanksgiving and praise. It's really true when we focus on all the beautiful things that God has given us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for letting me talk about snow and share that. Thank you. Thank you. It was really great. 
And uh, we've had a lot of really interesting podcasts, and I'm really glad that you were able to uh, join us today and talk about your journey this last year and uh, your journey with snow, with playing in the snow, with finding solace in the beauty of the soul. So thank you, Elizabeth, and peace be with you. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye.